Welcome to Virtual Church. 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 Well, good morning everybody. Thank you for joining us today at the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, We trust that you've been strengthened through this time. Um, We've got a message just to round everything off today. Um, But wherever you are, thanks for tuning in to Virtual Church. Um, We trust it will bless you today. Amen. Father God, we're thankful for this new day and for your goodness, Lord. In your word, it says that we would have lost hope had we not seen your goodness in the land of the living. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness in our lives, your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your Holy Spirit revealing more of you to us today through your word. We're so thankful, Father God, that you are with us. You never leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Uh, I want to encourage you today and say well done for staying on the fast until now. Um, I'm sure at some sometimes you may have felt weak at the knees, um, and you probably encountered quite a few ups and downs, but we hope and pray that you've all finished on and up. Amen. Um, and what I also hope is that you've experienced the sustaining power of God through the fast. Amen. And, uh, you know, we talked a, a few weeks ago about the things we'd experience on the fast, um, weakness is definitely one of them, physical weakness. But you know, um, it's a phase that we have to go through before we actually feel a new strength. And the strength I'm talking about is not a normal strength. It's it's a considerable new strength. It's um, an unusual strength that comes through. And I believe that this new strength is just one of God's promises that comes good in our lives. And that is uh, from Isaiah uh, chapter 40. Um, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. So, um, you know, just doing my, my, my word study, I didn't really know the meaning of the renewing that was being talked about in this verse, and I'll tell you why. 
you know, I'm sure you, like me, were learning all the time, always learning, always learning new things. And when I do a word study, um, I figured out that I'm often drawn to the outcomes of what God is uh, saying. Or maybe if you could put it this way, the benefits of God's word. I'm always looking for the result, the results, the resulting factor. I'm like, Father God, what's the big news here? What are you saying in, in all of this? And I've, I've come to a place where I've, I understand it's probably been a mistake for me to, to do that um, on my part. So let me explain what I mean. If I'm looking at this verse in Isaiah um, chapter 10, I would previously have zoned in on uh, the word strength. That's what I would have been interested in. What is this word strength? After all, that's what concerns me, right? Um, it's God's strength in my weakness. Um, strong, okay, what is strong saying? Strong equals good, right? Um, it's good to be strong. So how strong can I be? You know, and so I look and I would have focused on the word strength, but I realize that that's not the most important thing. There's other things here that we should be looking at. And I also think about this in terms of the world that we live in today, a world where the end goal is to, is to look good or to be strong or to get to some particular status. And many people get intensely focused on the outcomes. They desire a certain outcome, but they lack the discipline to achieve them. And, you know, so we too sometimes miss the fact that it's the journey towards strength that God is interested in. And the way there, according to this verse, isn't uh, a very attractive word. <laughs> the word is weight. But if I uh, focus on the other words in this verse, if I focus on the word renew, I've discovered that it means that my strength is actually altered. It's a strength that has been changed. Amen. It's a strength that has been changed. The strength that I had has actually passed away and a fresh root of strength has come in its place. And if you have a strong concordance or you can get it on the internet, you'll see that the root of that word renew conveys this, that something was abolished and it gave way to a new thing. Amen. So, wow, it starts to make sense now that I focus on the process more than on the outcome. It's my strength that's being abolished to be replaced with his strength. Amen. What an encouragement that is really for all of us to go forward into the rest of this year. Amen. So um, sometimes we get very focused on outcomes, but we need to remember the process and the process is important. The journey is important. Amen. But anyway, talking about outcomes, today we would have been physically together um, for the outcome of something. Um, we would have have our anointing service, followed by a wonderful celebration to break our fast. We would have had our Sunday social, which is just a joyous time. 
And uh, we're, we're going to miss that. We are missing that. Um, and we would have done all of this in celebration of breaking our fast. However, here we are. Um, but what you must remember is that you are anointed. Okay, If you're a believer, then you're anointed of the Holy Spirit. And this anointing empowers you for the work of the gospel. Okay, It was the same anointing that made Jesus's ministry effective, the same anointing. It hasn't changed. And in fact, it's even more effective because now Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and he has already, he has already sent the Holy Spirit expressly to empower you and me, the believer, for life. Empowered for life and for service. Um, hallelujah. So if Jesus needed the anointing, how much more do we need it? And how much more should we be concerned about growing in the anointing and thinking about how we progress through the, uh, the 30, the 60, the 100-fold anointing, amen, to make progress from the good to the acceptable to the perfect will of God for our lives. So um, it's an important day today. We would have been together for that impartation, but I want you to know that you are anointed. So at the beginning of the year, although it's not a ritual, okay, because we can do this at other times, we have an anointing with oil service and we anoint with olive oil. Um, a practice that still exists today, just the same as it did when Jesus was on this earth. <clears throat> the oil, the anointing oil, could be applied to the face to refresh a guest, okay? Or it was also applied to the feet to soothe and also to, to show honor and respect, amen? But most importantly, the anointing was a, 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 is an impartation. It, it penetrates and brings comfort to the one who's being anointed. So the function of the anointing is an impartation to impart strength, to impart healing, um, an impartation of joy. These, these are the things that the anointing imparts into us. So you can pray today with your loved ones, whoever's in the house, whoever's in your house, for a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can go to 1 John chapter 4 and you can read about that. So you can pray with your loved ones for a fresh anointing today. Amen. Well, the, the title of this uh, sh shortish message today is The Fast is Over, Now What? <laughs> uh, we're all going, yeah, the fast is over. But we should be saying, now what? The fast is over, now what? Well, we would be unwise to waste the efforts of the past three weeks. Amen. Do you agree with me? Um, I, can, I can feel this vibe of agreement coming back in the spirit. Amen. The temptation now can be to blow out the discipline that you've made a really focused effort to be consistent in and to binge on what you've done without. Remember that fasting is, is abstaining from is doing without. You know, and you can get this temptation to binge on what you've done without. So there's many pitfalls 
when we exit our fast. So we must all be aware of that. Amen. There may also be a temptation just to cruise out the months ahead. And many ways, what we've just done is lay a solid foundation for the rest of the year. Amen. And so you've got to consider that this could be the beginning of more regular, uh, albeit shorter, but, but definitely more regular or frequent times of fasting and prayer. So the temptation could just be going to go into uh, cruise just now, but you've laid a great foundation. And I want to encourage you to build on that foundation now that you've laid in January. You know, we have to understand that this one single fast isn't a cure for everything. It doesn't answer everything. It's good. It's been good. But spiritually, just as we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit every day, we also need new times of fasting and fresh seasons of prayer before the Lord. Amen. Trust that you've been blessed as well by the fasting calendar, which this week has been um, uh, faith. Um, the one that Linda and I done this morning was faithful, faith for salvation. And we just held on to that this morning and prayed, prayed because we know that God's word says it is, it's not God's will that any should perish. He doesn't want anyone to perish and be lost. And, and this is one of the things we were fasting for, was for salvations and for returns, returns for the return of those that have fallen away. Amen. So this one fast has just been the start. If you've really struggled to make it through this fast, and maybe this was your first fast, if you've really struggled to make it through, don't be discouraged, okay? It can take time to build this as a regular discipline. And I think all of us, including those who fasted before, we learn new things each new fast. And as we age as well, <laughs> here, listen to me, there's uh, many more senior than me around, that, and these are all looking great, by the way. But as we age as well, there's different dynamics that come into play. So if you've come off of this fast more on a down than on an up, then consider another fast in the near future. Um, but remember, it's not a ritual. It's, a, it's your heart response to God for a need in your life, okay? It's, a heart, it's your heart's response to God because you know that the fast can achieve the breakthrough that would otherwise not have been possible, okay? So it's a heart response. Now, we've been on a corporate fast, but you can go on an individual fast and remember not to compare yourself to those around you, okay? Don't, and, and that's what we said at the beginning of this fast. You, you do this very, you know, it's a very, it can be a very, it's a very inward thing. It's a very private thing. So don't get into comparisons with those around you, which is precisely why the word tells us and advises us to fast with a gracious and a quiet spirit. Hallelujah. When we fast in that way, it prevents any pride from within, and also it prevents any condemnation from without, okay? Um, and it keeps that outside the door and God will honor you for your faithfulness as you choose to fast going on in this 
year. You know, uh, it does mean more obedience. It means more discipline and all the rest of it. But these days, indiscipline has become a fairly accepted uh, way of life and behavior in society. And it's excused far more easily than it used to be. Um, I, I grew up um, not only uh, in the culture that we grew up in, but through school and everything in a very disciplined um, environment. Now, the, you might, the argument might have been, well, the more disciplined, the more you kicked against it. Sure, <laughs> I had my moments, but there was something instilled deep inside me and, and, and it was that discipline that has enabled me, I think, to hopefully be responsible as a person. And so, you know, it's uh, um, indiscipline is, is a big problem um, these days. So, you know, I'm much more convicted than uh, before that discipline needs a revival. And, and I mean that in a most general sense, actually, okay? But self-discipline, especially for Christians, is vital right now. You know, God is the giver of gifts. Amen? He, every good and perfect thing comes from, from God above. And he gives us all unique gifts and talents. And I know the word says we have treasure in earthen vessels. You know, so lack of discipline in our lives makes a way for these treasures to leak out of our lives. He's certainly given us gifts to treasure and it can leak out of our lives if we become indisciplined. Self-discipline does mean quite a bit of self-denial. But if you look at those who have moved people in a mighty way towards Christ with their words, there's always a connection between the discipline of prayer and fasting to spiritual power and authority. I'm sure you, you can, if you read a lot, you'll, you'll see this in the biographies and the lives of people, amen. You know, I was thinking about Reinhard Bonke um, because this week someone reminded me of the last book he wrote before he passed away and the title of that book was called Are We Flammable or Fireproof? And there's why, if there's, you know, I, 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 we studied Reinhard Bonke's ministry during Bible school and, um, you know, the prayer and times of fasting were instrumental in what he achieved, you know. Then here's the the thing. Sadly, there there are those in Christ, within Christianity that will persecute you for wanting, or I say persecute. They will they they will um, criticize, maybe for a better word, criticize you for wanting to continue to practice the fast. Just as there are many people who rail against you for staying committed to the tithe. Um, Unfortunately, though, there's many people in the church who want to move further away from God's ways instead of pressing in more into his ways. So that might, may as well be one of our answers to our, the fast is over, what now? Well, one of those answers would be press in, press in, press in to his ways. Amen. So as I've um, studied uh, over the course of this fast, you know, I've come across those who've said it's not necessary 
to fast now. It's not a biblical commandment anyway. Well, you know, God's word illustrates to me that there are more advantages to engaging with fasting as part of our Christian walk than disadvantages. Um, And so even though some may claim that there's no explicit commandment, we can look at the example of Jesus and of those who did fast and um, those that chose to uphold the discipline of fasting. Amen. And we can remember that our lives are full of choices. We make these choices. And so I made up my mind personally that there is an expectation there. And there wasn't always a desire to fast on my part. I'll put my hand up to that for for sure, 100%. But I now realize that fasting can help us to succeed in areas where other methods fail. Amen. So I feel that it's worth it. So this fast is over. Now what? Well, I think what I'd like to say, what is on my heart is be expectant. I once heard the expression, expectancy is the atmosphere for miracles. Do we wake of a morning with an expectation that God is going to do something good that day? And I want to say, if we can, we, if we can wake in the morning with that expectation, we will never live another hopeless day in our lives. I love God. God is full of surprises. You know, one day this week, something happened uh, to me that changed my whole mood. Um, I wasn't in a bad mood. <laughs> I wasn't in an awful mood. But um, I was just, you know, on the level. And uh, something happened. An unexpected communication renewed a hope in me um, for, for a particular family, actually. And now I hadn't expected it at that particular time, but we'd been praying for it and it came at just the right time. Expectation is important. God will be faithful to answer the things that we have sacrificed for and set ourselves aside for he will be faithful to honor those things that we are praying and fasting for. You know, I, I know a young man, This, if he's listening this morning, he'll know who, who he is. I know a young man who would like to emigrate abroad. And we met recently and talked, and I can tell you that he is expecting that this will happen in his future. And I believe the expectation that this can happen will fuel be like the fuel for all his pursuits and his activities until that comes to pass. So whatever you've been fasting for, expect it. Have expectancy. You know, we've initiated our chosen fast. We all chose what we were going to fast. And God then, after that, responds. Over the weeks and the months that follow a fast, God is going to respond. I felt it was important today to round this time of our 21 days of prayer and fasting off this way and not just go into some other message, but to bring some, not a closure. This is not a closure. This is an opener. This is an opener. So um, over the weeks and months that follow a fast, God will respond. You know, Jesus's ministry of miracles took place in the three years of his life that followed the fast, that launched his ministry. We mentioned that before. 
Paul fasted, if you, you can read about it in Acts um, 27, actually, please read Acts 27, that will encourage you. Paul fasted and then after that fast came the New Testament books that he wrote and the, the, the growth and the expansion of the church, the New Testament church. You know, I also don't believe it was a, a coincidence that his fast played a part in what was a miraculous deliver, delivery for himself and the crew of the ship that he was on. Okay, he was on this vessel that was sailing to Rome to deliver him um, to Caesar. And an angel appeared to Paul with a message that none of them would lose their lives because they got into difficulty and trouble. And 276 men were miraculously delivered from the shipwreck um, that they had. Uh, the ship was, was wrecked on the rocks. And uh, so after his fast, he has a, a visit from an angel, okay? Him and all of these men are delivered, okay? The situation could have been so different, but for Paul's faith and his choice to abstain from food, amen? So we just have to remain in faith for God's response. A fast doesn't create faith. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's where faith comes from. So a fast doesn't create faith, but it sure does encourage us to use our faith. You know, in fact, if you know John Wesley, John Wesley once said that prayer and fasting is the route to the appointment of unusual faith in those that adhere to it. I'll just say that again. Prayer and fasting is the route to an appointment of unusual faith. Who knew that you could get unusual faith? I heard about all sorts of faith, shipwreck faith, great faith, um, weak faith, but here we've got unusual faith. So what is it about taking dominion over our bodies as we do, as we've done? over the last three weeks, what is it about taking dominion over our most basic needs and desires that helps us to draw closer to God and for God to draw closer to us and to maintain a healthy Christian life and to honor God with our lives? What is it? Well, I was thinking about this relative to Jesus's fast, during which Satan confronts Jesus and tries to ruin his future ministry. If, 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 if Jesus don't, you know, there's no two ways about it. If Jesus had given in to any of those three temptations, it would have been over skid over, and he, but he didn't. Satan was trying to ruin his ministry, to compromise Jesus. And it was Satan himself, the father of lies, that came to derail Jesus. It wasn't any other demonic being or lesser demon. So if Satan himself could be overcome, then every lesser demon and the forces of evil would not and could not stand in Jesus's way. The authority was established from the outset. Amen. And I think sometimes we need to remember the authority that's been given to us. Sure, I believe and I know that we grow. Okay, and we mature from level to level. But let's not think sometimes that we haven't grown enough 
to deal with the giant that stands in front of us. Come on, that we haven't grown enough, that we've still got more to do. You know, um, the giant is there for a reason. You don't say, wait a minute, giant. You know, I'll come back once I'm in better shape or I'm more skilled or I'm more anointed to deal with you. No, you use, we use the mustard seed of faith that we have and the name of Jesus and we get the job done. The giant is there for a reason. And so, you know, we've got to understand that too. There is a growing level by level, but we're going to come and we're going to face giants. But we already have what it takes to deal with those things. We've just got to believe. Believe in yourself. Have faith. Believe. Believe in, in the cross. Believe in the finished work of the cross. Believe it. You have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ inside you. Amen. You know, I'll give you an example of, of this. God created us to eat, to live. <laughs> Not to live, to eat. I know that food is a primary and a basic need and God created, thank, thank you Lord, created food to be pleasurable and to be enjoyable and pleasant to eat, amen. But I believe that just like anything else, if a lust for it develops, it has the potential to enslave us. The fast enables us to deal with these primary needs, okay? You know, both natural a natural primary need like food. And then there are those we have developed into a primary need and become reliant on. This is not things I'm talking about that's a natural primary need. It's things that we've manufactured that have become primary in our lives. We've given them the utmost priority. We've put them first. And they're not natural. They're not natural. And we've become reliant on them. There's things that we've set up that have become primary in our lives that we can or could actually control better or, right, I'm going to say the unsayable, or live without and we wouldn't actually die. <laughs> Do you believe it? You can live without some stuff and you won't actually die. Yeah, I believe we could live without TV. I believe we can live without social media. And let's not even get into that, but we'll know, we'll, we'll talk about this, I'm sure. There's those of you hearing all about the Great Reset and the way that um, big tech companies are uh, um, throwing their weight around. Um, there are things we can live without that we will not die from, I can assure you of that. So if we're able to subject the dominance that food as a primary need has over us, then we are well able to bring any other lusts into subjection, into the subjection of our spirit. Amen. Be encouraged. Be encouraged, people. So follow, <laughs> following this fast, you can live with great expectation and have the knowledge that God has been enabling you. You've just been in his presence for the last 21 days. You've been seeking his presence. And so he's an, 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 an enabler. That's a hard one. He is an enabler of those, amen, that draw closer to him. And uh, of, of those that diligently seek him. So, yes, there might be a time of, of waiting. We go back to Isaiah 10. 
that word that we don't always are not always that comfortable with because we don't know how long is a wait, you know. Um, so, you know, there may be a time of waiting. It reminds me of when I was an apprentice, I was sent to the stores for a long wait and I thought it was, I thought it was <laughs> something. <laughs> and I waited a long time. The joke was on me. So anyway, there may be a time of waiting, especially if there's a corporate aspect to what we've been fasting for, you know, and, and, I, and I trust that we have been joining our faith together for our community, for our nation, for salvations, amen. So, you know, there's, so there's a corporate aspect of it because other people's wills are involved, the destiny of other things are involved in the answer, but God is faithful and he will come through. There's also gonna be the matter of God's timing you know, God is working behind the scenes. It's just like the song that we sing, Waymaker, even though we can't see it, uh, he is working, amen. So what else? What else? What now? Well, we must maintain our faith in the promises of God. Maintain our faith in the promises of God, but also know that God is going to manifest them at the right time, amen. If we are impatient, okay, Patience is not one of my best, uh, let's say, values or, or, or traits, not one, an outstanding trait of mine, I'll admit. But if we're impatient, we grow, we, if we're impatient, we will grow weary and we'd be, be more likely to doubt that God is going to come through with an answer simply, simply because we think this is taking too long. So maintain your faith in God's promises. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 31 verse 15 says, my times are in your hands. My time is in his hands. Your time is in his hands. And he will deliver you from the hand of your enemy and those who are persecuting you. He will, his deliverance is close. It will be at the right time. There's different times, suitable time, the, the usual time or the appointed time. There's different times. So, your appointed time is coming. So what now? Here's another one. Continue to speak the impossible. Continue to um, speak words that uh, you can hardly believe that you're saying the words. Speak the impossible. Like, where did that come from? Stretch your faith. Be immovable, knowing that according to Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 28, God has heard you. He has heard your prayer. He's heard our petition and he's working all things together for our good. Amen. Um, you know, uh, no matter what it is, I love, we've all heard this before, but God, you know, we, we, we say, but this and but that, but this circumstance, but this is going to prevent it from happening but this is going to get in the way, but it might not happen because of this, because of that, but God still answers us. He is still working, amen. So in closing, I'd like to encourage us to look to do the following things into the future. Be rooted and grounded, okay? Be rooted and grounded as firmly as possible in your faith in Jesus Christ and also in your Christian community, amen? Rooted and grounded. Being rooted is so, so important, 
Amen. We know that that's what God's word says, that those who are planted. I've always only planted stuff in the ground. All right. Whenever I've planted, Linda and I are getting a wee bit more green fingered. When we were planting last year, the stuff went into the ground, into the soil. We didn't let it, we didn't take the stuff from the garden centre and let it, put it on, the, on our bench, you know, hovering over the ground. It went into the ground. We've got, and then when we got it in there, we made sure that it was, it was patted down and it was solid in there. It wasn't going to come out. It was going to thrive and grow. And we nurtured it from that point onwards, be rooted and grounded as firmly as possible. I want to say to you today that your local church is important. Now, you may underestimate how important it is. And I'm asking all of you listening, no matter if you're in our church family or you're further away, because if you are further away, you will have or you will know of a good local church. Or if not, you should find one. I'm asking all of you to be invested in your local church. The storehouse that the word speaks of is your local church. When the word tells you to bring your tithe into the storehouse, it's talking about the local church. When it talks about us serving together in the house of the Lord, it's our local church. The local churches all over Ayrshire are the answer to the needs of our community going into the future. And uh, we, 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 uh, the conviction is there to do this, to do church, to, to have our local church operate the way it should be. Amen. So never underestimate the power of the local church. People are being fed everywhere. And I love people being, seeing that they're fed. But there are inherent dangers in where you're going. But I just, there can be inherent dangers in where you go to get fed. But I would like you to remember that your local church is the place where your primary source of food, nurture, care and 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 i'm sure you've heard it all before but i'm asking you to be invested in your local church what else am i asking you to look forward to doing this year well um to look to be doing this year be prepared be prepared for the times ahead do not underestimate what is coming be prepared for the times ahead and and and, and our spiritual foundation is most important in that so that we are not shaken amen there are some things I believe we must approach with new eyes this year. And these things are vital to the corporate anointing that's over the church. You know, you are all anointed, but there's a corporate anointing that will be on our local church. And um, these are the things that are vital to that. One is sanctification, sanctifying ourselves as a body, as individuals and as a body. Oneness, all right, being as one and unified praise, thanksgiving, and worship. You know, um, you can go to 2 Chronicles 5, and you'll see there that God's glory follows after the people made one sound. And that was the message last week, together in one accord. God's glory will follow after we make one sound. Holiness, harmony, and hallel from hallelujah. Sanctification, holiness, just looking at our lives. I'm sure we've all had this time in these 21 days to really 
think about our lives this and where they're going. Harmony. That's so important now. My brothers and sisters, please be gracious to one another. Live in peace. Do not create strife. Avoid strife. Avoid strife. We are all, you're all special. You're all unique. God has different things, functions for different parts of the body. But they all work together for good. They all work together for the increase of the body, not the, not the division of it, not the separation of it. You may not agree on everything, but I'm asking you to have grace for one another and to pray for one another and to have understanding for one another, to ha even tolerate one another at times. And then a praise. And uh, very soon uh, we're going to be setting out on a Samadhi journey and we will let you know about that. But we are going to... Um, come together around Pastor Tom Ingalls' uh, Samadhi course. We're going to do that as a church, and I believe it's going to really strengthen and empower us. So thank you, uh, family, for being with us. God bless you today. Pray and take communion with your loved ones, and be blessed until we're together again. Amen. Everybody, I would just like to share something with you. Um, uh, I'd actually forgotten to share this and, and uh, thankfully John is able to just uh, knit in this short piece and it's just concerning the end of my message where I was exhorting all of you to oneness and to unity. I want to read this um, verse from, these verses from Psalm 2 to you because they're important at this particular time. So just listen to this, go off and study it for yourself, read it some more. Um, but this is why we need to be careful and we need to focus on oneness and uh, being together at the, at the moment and the strength in the local church. Let me read this to you from Psalm 2. Let's see if you can recognize some of what's going on here. Psalm 2 verse 1, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Amen. Just going, read that there in verse 3. Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. This is a mandate that um, is coming together with nations and rulers, governments of the earth to try and destroy the cords that bind us. Remember the word says that a threefold cord is not easily broken. And this is saying there explicitly that that is what will be attempted. That to break our bonds in pieces and to cast away the cords that we have, that binding together from them. So just wanted to encourage you with that. Praise God. Um, meditate on it 
Uh, God bless you. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.